Hello and welcome to Call Bank Sports. The Jazz pull out a tough one tonight against the Toronto Raptors on the second night of a back-to-back. And man, was that a special game just to watch Donovan's show why he really is a superstar in today's NBA and why I think that he can be the best player on a championship team. Now, I've got to say though, Gobert, what an amazing night from Gobert. Let me take a quick look at his stat line as we get into the box score here. So, oh, that's, the the box score is really interesting. So he was five for nine from the field, um, five for seven from the line, bouncing back after a horrendous night last night from the, from the stripe for um, 15 points and he had 16 rebounds. So really just an overall solid game by Rudy Gobert. So I was um, in Provo Canyon during the first quarter of the game and I had to listen to it on satellite radio. So I got um, the Toronto Raptors pregame and got to listen to their announcers call the first quarter. And they definitely are high on Rudy Gobert. That is who they were talking about the whole time. That is the player that they were concerned about. And I really just think that that shows how special he is. And while Donovan is definitely the flashier player and more fun to watch on the offensive end, Gobert really is just the linchpin of this team. While Donovan would win an MVP um, if a Jazz player were to win the um, regular season NBA MVP, Rudy Gobert is the most valuable player on the Jazz, and that cannot be understated. So after making sure Rudy Gobert got his got his due, we do need to talk about Donovan Mitchell having oh just an incredible night when it came to the end of the game. So it was a rough it was rough for him overall. He was um 0 for 9 from the three-point line. He was um 8 for 20 from the field overall, and he shot 16 free throws. I believe there was one and one, and I think one three-point trip to the line. So overall, that would have been um, eight trips to the line, I think. So overall, that was um, about 27, 27 plays throughout the game where the ball was in his hands and he was the one going to the hoop. And while his efficiency was was lacking, especially from the three-point line, just the heart that he had towards the end of the game and the way that he was able to... Um, quickly attack the basket while also passing the ball. One thing that concerns me about Donovan, and he definitely is going to improve at this over time, is he'll sometimes stand at the top of the um, three-point line or off to the side for the majority of the shot clock and then drive to the basket, which is something that happens in the NBA. And you'll see LeBron James do it. You'll see Kawhi Leonard do it. Um, It's something that good players do. And Donovan is really good at finishing at the hoop. But that's not what makes the Jazz a great team. What makes the Jazz a great team is their passing ability um, and also taking good shots even if they're early in, early in the clock. So his ability to close tonight and to do it in a way where he was playing Jazz basketball instead of playing um, iso ball at the end of the game is really, in my mind, what tipped the scales and helped the Jazz win in clutch time tonight. So, really just a great game by um, Donovan, and a great game by the team overall. I do I do need to shout out the bench more than the starting core. While Gobert and Mitchell played great, if you go look at the plus-minus for the starters, you have O'Neal minus one, 
Boyan minus four. Um, Gobert minus four. Conley plus two. So awesome there. Mitchell minus two. And then the bench, um, we're all in the positive. You have Nyang plus two. Favors plus seven. Um, Clarkson plus 10. And Ingles plus five. So the bench in a close game tonight won it for the Jazz, even though they weren't out there at the end. If the bench didn't play nearly as well and didn't outplay the second the Raptors' second unit, we're not talking about a Jazz win tonight. So um, this game was really hard fought, and just overall, it was super exciting. And we'll get um, more into some box score, but I'm going to get here to the chat and read what's there. If you want to leave a like on the video and leave your thoughts in the chat, we'll get to those, and we'll see how long we can keep this stream going tonight. So Sawyer Parker said... Um, you thought they would lose, they would lose. Yeah, I I did think they would lose, and it's because Toronto, even though I believe they had lost six in a row, is a really good team who we saw tonight can defend beautifully. Nick Nurse is one of the top coaches in the NBA. He has that championship with Kawhi, and I really think he'll pick up another one before um, before the end of his career, if not multiple more. And it was. It was close. We were, well, the Jazz, that last shot was halfway down. It was just a super, a super creative inbounding play where instead of waiting to um, inbound, which typically happens, the players wait for a minute, minute and some movement happens. The movement happened immediately after Lowry was handed the ball and he just chucked it to Siakam. If that ball, if that passes a little bit more on point, Gobert's not able to rotate over and Siakam gets a much better look and we might have had overtime. It was it was a close game, but the Jazz definitely played with a lot more heart than they showed last night in Washington. And it definitely was helped by the fact that Conley was um back from last night and even though he only shot one for six from three, he was five for ten from the field overall, and his um with four assists. So him coming back and having an effective game where we didn't have that from him last night, and we had some really ineffective games from Conley. Not sorry, not from Conley, from Clarkson and from Boyan, is the one of the big reasons the Jazz won tonight. So I think the biggest um the biggest disparity, and from what I watched, I I'm kind of shocked from what I watched and listened. I didn't quite catch this. So the Jazz made 35 three free throws tonight. That is an insane number. They had 41 attempts. And Toronto had 14 attempts and made 11. That's your game right there, folks. I mean, I don't know how the Jazz got to the line so often. That disparity um, is not something you typically see. And well, yeah. There was definitely three or four times towards the end of the game where the Jazz were sent to the line because that was Toronto's game plan. You, I, that's still thirty-five free throws that the Jazz had, which is just an astronomical astronomical amount more than the Raptors. The refs were definitely on the Jazz's side in this game. Um, there were some calls that went both ways. You know, things weren't always great, but. The Jazz were definitely benefited from how many times they were able to get to the line tonight. Uh, Will Jensen says in the chat, 
great win, but we've got to be consistent with our wins. It's kind of like the beginning of the season when we were super bipolar. Hopefully we can blow a few teams out so we can give Ilyasova some minutes. Yeah, um, really want to see Ilyasova out on the floor. I'll be interested to see how the Chicago game goes. Looking at our schedule, just pulling up the next few games. We have Chicago, I believe, on Monday. Um, sorry, I got lost right here. Okay, Chicago on Monday and then Brooklyn next Wednesday. So I don't think we're going to see Ilyasova playing any in the Brooklyn game. And then back-to-back games against Memphis at home. And um, those games are going to be super interesting just to see the adjustments. That's the closest that we'll get to a playoff se- um that you get to a playoff series is these back-to-back games that they're doing to eliminate travel do- um, due to COVID restrictions. But it's the Jazz don't really have any easy games for the next while. I'd say that the while I do think they should beat Chicago, after that, the next easy game is maybe Cleveland on the 29th. And then you have Orlando and Portland and um Sacramento, not Portland, in April. It's it's a packed schedule leading up, leading right now. So I'm excited to see what they do, but they're gonna have to keep grinding. Their schedule isn't as condensed as other teams who missed a lot of games due to COVID in the first half. But we can't stop now. The Jazz um might have locked up that one seed. Well, not locked it up tonight. They might have improved significantly um, and definitely are still on track for the one seed. But when you look at it, you've still got the Suns coming in hot and you've got the Lakers, Nuggets, and Clippers that are all just... I mean, still in striking distance. So if the Jazz fall, there's a high chance that um, they could lose that one seed. And depending on where the Lakers finish, that really is going to hurt them um, come playoff time. So C. Chiver says, hi. Thank you so much for hopping on this stream. It's definitely fun to get these live stream going. So live streams going. So I'm having a lot of fun tonight with this. So the, the, um, back to the box score just for a bit. So the jazz, um, were 12 of 37 from the three point lo- from behind the three point arc, um, 32%, which is really low, especially that they, they were shooting so well in the first half. F- didn't make a single three point shot in the third quarter, I believe. And then we're able to come back and make some clutch threes to help them win at the end of the game. So really nice to get a win when the Jazz shot, for them, so few threes, um, just 37, less than 40, and made such a terrible percent, especially when Toronto made 21 threes on 44 attempts. Overall, this was a hard-fought game, and I the jazz were able to um, come out there with you, with a full strength team other than Gobert being injured and showing it a bit, but not that much and, and win it. So super, I've said this a million times, but this game showed a lot of good things about the jazz and is hopefully going to be what we thought the Boston Celtics game was and be a catapult, a catapult to them getting back to their winning ways and, taking advantage of what is one of the easiest schedules in the NBA to close out the season. Do you think that 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 shot by Van Vliet going in into halftime was supposed to count? So I listened to that on the radio. Um, I was in the car 
And according to the call from David Locke and Ron Boone, they didn't start the clock until the ball was out of his hands. So from that perspective, the clock operator absolutely botched that. Um, it's a hard job. Like I get that it's not as easy as it is and you don't want to start it early, but he got the shot off in all honesty because the clock didn't even start. Do I know if he had, if he would have got it off had, you know, you taken a look at it and did it take him four tenths of a second? I'm going to go with the fact that he probably got it off just because it's 0.3 seconds to catch and shoot. He had 0.4 and it was more or less a catch and shoot from my understanding. So yeah, I think he got it off, but man, that was, that was some nice clock operating for the Raptors. Not so good for the jazz, but if you're Utah, you've got to at least put a hand in his face. I mean, don't foul him. But at least have someone within three feet of him, like, kind of rattling him a bit. That is something that I know has happened earlier in the year. I can't remember um, what game it was. I think it might have been the Timberwolves game. But come on. Play the whole 24 minutes in the first half. Had the Jazz been guarding him and that clock stuff had happened, I might be a bit more salty about it. But you'll let him get wide open. So, in the end... It's the Jazz's fault that that ball went in. Had they guarded him, it probably wouldn't have. And it would have been a much different game at the end without those three points. And it wouldn't have come down to the final possession the way it did. The three at the end when Lowry hit that three off the illegal screen, I was scared. Yeah, no, they had those back-to-back threes. Um, My internet stream cut out and I missed one of them. But frankly, once they got up by five points with less than 90 seconds left. I didn't see the jazz winning that game. Um, like Toronto is a really good team. I thought that they were hot and thankfully the jazz were able to come back and play until the end. While obviously it would be nice to watch the jazz blow out every game and um, blow out the opposing team in every game. It is really best for Utah to have these close game opportunities um, to, p- to play in them, to play in clutch time and to have a chance to improve for the playoffs. Since that's what we really want right now is, yeah, the one seed would be great, but if you could take the Jazz being at a much more playoff caliber level as the five seed, I'd take that over them being um, the one seed and not being prepared at all for just how different basketball is in a seven-game series. When you can game plan for one team, when you can um, do much more in-depth scouting reports and you just have that much more time and you can adjust in between games instead of just kind of having a one-off where how much work could the Jazz actually do at preparing to defend the Raptors? Not that much because, I mean, you had such little time between the Wizards game and the game tonight, but it was a really just, it was a great opportunity for the Jazz, especially because they ended up winning it. Um, I am so happy we've closed with Ingles instead of Bogey. That's from um that's from Will. Yeah, and that might be what we're seeing. I think that I think that you have enough offense on the floor with um Mike and with Donovan. And then you get more defense from um Gobert and Ingles than you do from Gobert and from Boyan. And looking at it 
like while it would be great to have Bojan as a shot taker at the end of the at the end of the game, Joe Ingles is just as hot right now. If um, if not more than Bogey is than Bogey is when you look at him statistically for his career. So we do need to get Bogey back. I don't know what that's going to take, but closing with Ingles tonight tonight was probably a big factor in why the Jazz won, and. I'm interested how that impacts Boyan's psyche, and I think that's a lot of the reason why you don't see Boyan being on the bench is because the Jazz need Boyan to um, be on the court, and they need him to be playing well if they want to have a prayer of making it to the Western Conference Finals and possibly the NBA Finals. Like we can't just have Boyan um, falling short like he has been, and I'm fingers crossed that he's going to get hot towards the end of the season, and the Jazz will peak at the right time as they go into the as they go into the playoffs um come end of April. I hate that all the away games were having the Jazz play too much on the road. Um yeah, I I like East Coast road trips better than West Coast road trips because they get then the games start early at night instead of late at night. Looking at it, the Jazz are going to play a lot at home um for the remainder of the season, which will be super great. The two road, um, the two longest road trips they have now, are going to be um, a three are going to be two three game stretches, and they only have one game at home um, to break those up. But we'll have Los Angeles back to back, and then Houston, Minnesota at home, travel to Minnesota, Sacramento, and then Phoenix, and that'll be the worst stretch for the Jazz when it comes to traveling. Look, it looks like for a while. They should be set up to, um, if they win, and if they win the games they're supposed to, they should be set up to rest their guys the last few games of the year and go into the playoffs in a lot more, um, in a lot healthier than other teams. Which health is by far the most important things in the playoffs because a quote I've heard going around recently is um, the best, now I just forgot the quote, but it's basically saying, that the best thing you can be for your team is available. Even if you're um, someone like Joel Embiid who plays amazing basketball, if you're not able to be on the court, then you're not helping your team in the way that you could. So the Jazz right now, other than um, Conley, have had their have had pretty much, and when Donovan was out for a bit with concussion protocol and Ingles taking his break, have pretty much had perfect health this season. And if that continues, the Jazz are definitely, that's the reason why the Jazz are getting the one seed. They're great and they have an amazing team. But you've seen what happens to the Lakers. They have a great team, but when you take Davis and Schroeder off and Davis off for a long time, it's just going to be really hard to pick up any wins. Um, I'm ho- I'm hoping I can go to a few games this half. Yeah, they're a lot of fun. Um, I went to Charlotte. And I'll be hopefully going to um, Chicago here in a couple weeks. I feel like the arena has done a really good job of taking COVID protocols into consideration and just creating an environment where the fans can have fun and be there, but where it's also safe. So I'd really recommend going to a game if you're able to. Just been an awesome experience overall. Um, Chiver said, I want Urson to play already. Same. I, I really... I really hope he's able to get out there soon and we can start working him into the rotation. It, it'll it be intriguing to see since 
we need the Jazz to blow someone out for him to start seeing minutes unless Favors or Gobert has to take a game off. That's what it's going to take. So I'm excited to see him out. I I don't know when we'll see him because the Jazz um, are keeping games closer than they should and they're thankfully um, keeping them close instead of getting blown out when they get down. But you need to be in a solid position to bring Ilya Sova in and they haven't really had a game other than moments in the Houston game where I thought that they were going to do that. So, um, Sawyer said, I'm going to the Bulls game on my B day in April. That's awesome. I think, I think that's the game. I think I'm going to make it to that game too. So I'm, I'm excited to see how the Bulls do and just have some fun watching them. So looks like the chat is dying down and, um, I've said what I want to say tonight. If there's anything else, drop that in the chat. Sawyer asked earlier how my trip was. It was a lot of fun. Um, Got to chat with my grandparents some and decent amount of driving today, but it was totally worth it. So thanks so much for asking. And thank you everyone for tuning in. We will see you um, Monday night's game. I believe Monday night after the jazz, after the jazz shade. Oh, come on. Monday night. We'll do our post game after the jazz play Chicago tonight. We'll tomorrow. We will um, drop our weekly episode. So Please watch both of those. Leave a like if you haven't already. And thank you so much for everyone tuning in and go jazz.